lies. No lies. Already recording, <laughs> but indeed, right. thick thighs, no lies. <laughs> I like this one, Ben. I told you I did better this time. You did us good today. Today, mm. your mother would be proud. <laughs> and welcome back. This is the Best of Buds podcast. I'm Ben. I got Carlos right across from me here. Episode eight. Right? Yes. Number eight. Eight. Eight's a good number. Eight's a good round number. Literally and figuratively, I like the number eight. Eight's good. Do you have a favorite number, Ben? We don't have a favorite. Thirteen, I would say. Thirteen. Thirteen. We got a guest here. Do you have a favorite number? Eleven. Eleven. I think mine's... Five. 13, 11, and five. Just a gaggle of children. That's what our favorite numbers are. Oh, we forgot to tell them to turn on TV. No, they're on the phone back there. It's um, all right. It's all right. You know, here, here's what happens on episode eight, folks. You're privy to the fact that, and while you can hear it, um, we're sitting in what is a creative co-working space. And you might think, well, whoop de doo <laughs> what is that, mind you? Because there's not one, or wasn't before, or maybe I'm lying, but um, I don't believe that there was a shared cooperative space in Albuquerque that has or plays host to artists in the way that the Artist Factory does now, as it does. No, in there's no place where you could come store your supplies and have a spot to you know you can work. You know, you can put splatter on a paint on the wall, and that'd be all right. It's, well, and particularly right next to somebody else, right? And in the shared space. And that's the difference. Uh, there are an, uh, a huge assortment and of what I would argue is affordable and uh, accessible and uh, cool, otherwise creative space around town. So no slight to those folks. Most of them, you're renting a room, though. Um, you're not renting uh, access to a group of people that then you become part of as a community. And that's what we are are here and that's what you're hearing is two fucking people being chatty Cathy's right now while we're trying to do a podcast and uh so cheers chatty Cathy's. we're gonna smoke this joint and talk shit about you yeah well so, uh you talk on the phone yeah you know? so I, I have the joint right in my hand right now what what are we smoking on today right it was similar some, to last week or it is the same as last week no well this one ben shit just got real because it is called critical purple critical purple Critical. I have a purple Powerade. Purple Powerade. Say that three times fast. Smoking critical purple with a purple Powerade. <laughs> Doing tongue twisters on a Sunday. <laughs> For no reason whatsoever. This again is from the grass station. So a shout out to those guys. I will say this, right? Like we, we did a product review last week um, of another one of these gordita style joints that you can buy there. Um they're cool, man. They burn well. They're they're a good high. Uh, it's not like super crazy paranoia in your head, um, and it's shareable with friends. But I digress. What I what I'm getting at is they're like customer service and their friendliness is nice, Ben. And I bought a battery there last week. It was called the cloak, and it like your your cartridge went inside of it because I've I don't know how many cartridges I've broken by dropping them off of my stoned lap. No, I mean, that was a common problem. Stoned, get up, you got to pee, 
Something sounds good to eat. You got to get out of the car, mind you. That and happened several times off road at Montessa. Yeah. Step well, out the car, boom. Boom. I did it in Santa Fe once. Um, I digress yet again. All I'm saying is, as I had bought this one, that it went inside and it worked intermittently by uh, today, which is a week later. And so, shout out Grass Station. I took it in there with my charger. Didn't have the box. Oh, yeah. Give them one more. That's right. Um, and they exchanged it for something of equal value. They didn't even have them anymore. And they gave me a different one. So now I have, and I think this thing is kind of cool, a snail. And it looks like a snail. Do you think it looks like a snail, Ben? Yeah. Looks like a snail. But uh, I'll tell you what I don't like is the button. Not a fan of the button. I, I, and I am. So here we are yet again in the what is going to become the connoisseur or fan consumer button, culture. Huh? Fan of the button. I do. I like to heat it up before I have to like activate it. I think it burns. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll give you that. You can kind of blow clouds, man. When you can heat it up, you can kind of kick yourself in the throat. Make your head hurt, you know. Really get to See, town. That's that's where I started hacking that. Up. Let's get. Let's I feel like it coats everything, and I feel like I'm drowning. I like to I get down get like out. James Brown. No, like James. Have you ever seen James Brown's mugshot? Yeah, which, which he only had one, right? <laughs> was it the one? Was the, the one like where the hair? Where was like older? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe I shouldn't want to get down like James Brown. You know, God sent him on that mission, he said. God sends us on every mission, Ben. It's just whether or not you choose to accept. <laughs> I'm on a mission from God. <laughs> anyway. Hey, so um, we have a clip. Do we have a clip to play? I think that there's there's a bit of conversation that needs to happen. I know that last week, well, and I just say last episode because we're on episode eight here. I make the point usually and try to every time that you may be jumping in for the first time so if you're here thanks if you're still listening thanks and uh if you've listened to seven before this thank you again uh but if you're just here for number eight uh the one before this episode seven we talked about like people places things policy as they relate to cannabis in new mexico particularly in albuquerque because that's where we're at albuquerque new mexico you're joining us from spotify you may be in germany do you think they say it like that no. Okay. Um, <laughs> but wherever you're joining us from for episode eight, um, now I lost my point. I made a Germany joke and I lost my point. Oh, we were, you know, for seven, we talked about like uh, all of those things. And then we said we'd come back and we tell you about a few things or places we went. And so. I tried to go to a place and it was, I couldn't find it. So I have to shake my fist at somebody later and we'll talk about that. And then I did go to another place and that place, Ben, was Urban Oasis. Urban Oasis. And this place was, if you're on the like east side of town, check them out. Like it is far east. And why did we get excited about Urban Oasis? Well, it said lounge in the title. It did say lounge. Now, an and, and urban oasis is in the process, is what we're learning, um, of becoming said lounge. That we'll have like programming um, and events, of course. Right now, they have sort of cannabis-centered events uh, on a monthly calendar. So, um, 
they are using their space, but it's it's soon to be a full fledged sort of lounge room. Make your way there after you procure your product, sort of outlet, I guess. But it's not there yet, Ben. Not so so yet. I've returned this week to let you know, folks. Uh, if you're out there, you can buy and should go buy local from Urban Oasis. Go check out their products and their stuff. They're having some events, like we saw the yoga stuff, uh, but it is not yet a place you can go hang out at and smoke. Well, you know, by coincidence, I found a news story. There is a news story. From here in town. A new business from where? Uh, you said they're out of Austin, Texas, or the owners are from Austin? Yeah, the it says the... I don't know. I don't want to misspeak here, but somebody that's involved in the higher uh, echelons, as it were, in the back An end Amsterdam of... Amsterdam-style cafe, they say. So, I don't know. Let's let's listen to a little bit of the story. Amsterdam. Industry is really booming. Cannabis businesses across our state brought in more than $300 million in revenue just the first year of legal sales. Now, the vast majority of those happened at dispensaries, and there's no shortage of them. With nearly 600 already spread out across New Mexico, some question how our state's cannabis industry can just keep on growing. Griffin Rushton learned some trailblazers business owners already have an answer there Griffin yeah you know for most New Mexicans the state's budding cannabis industry is largely confined to their dispensary of choice and their own homes public consumption is still uncharted territory for many communities but not for long let's take you inside one of Albuquerque's first cannabis coffee shops so you come in here you're gonna have your coffee teas drinks all that but you also have your single service joints you know pre lows flowers, gummies, coffee and cannabis. An unusual combo for some, but not for the team behind Lazy for who? Days. <laughs> From like an elevator I love standpoint. It. We're an Amsterdam style cafe. We want to be a, a place that you can enjoy a really, really good cup of coffee and, and have some cannabis too. The Austin, Texas based company's newest location. I'm going to an application to work at this place. Still has a few weeks of construction left to go. But this is the vision for the 1500 square Yeah, I got to stop working at restaurants and enjoy them. That's a good point. Consume here has to be finished or tossed here. So on your way home, if you like something, you can go to our dispensary. Did you see? Did you hear that? No, no, I don't know. Company reps admit navigating the city's indoor public consumption. We're gonna play that one more time. Fickle. As there, you can go to our dispensary. A little bit further. And then hundred square foot. This is how it's gonna work. This is more of a sampling area, right? Whatever you consume here has to be finished or tossed here. So on your way home, if you like something, you can go to our dispensary, buy that, and then go home. Oh, it's a bar with a packaged liquor. That's what it is. Public consumption rules Killer. Has been fickle. All right. I like it. Out I like the it. Regulations. We're also figuring out how to create a successful business model within those regulations. But one thing the company is proud of, their air purification system. I mean, it's just going to pull all the smoke up, repurify it, push it back down. I'd play like a cigar bar, you know? Coffee shops. Yeah, because they're not having that makes sense. Uh, that that probably already the coffee exists. shop will be one of the city's first public consumption like. areas, offering a place for beginners, long-time smokers, and really anyone 21 and up a place to light up. You can purchase cannabis anywhere, but you don't have any place legally, safely, and 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 a you know nice environment you know to consume. So we want to provide that. This is a more social atmosphere. You get to know people, make connection, network. That's better. There I'm it is. Here smoking than going home by myself and smoking. There it is. 
Yeah, company reps say they're approaching public cannabis consumption like bars and alcohol. Mm -hmm. So that means that staff will be keeping an eye on customers and cut them off when it appears they may have All been right, too babe. much. Well, when, can we <laughs> when someone falls asleep, they will send them home. <laughs> when it appears they've had too much, he says. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, how cool is that, though? That is cool. I like it. I like it. I like it. Cheers to you, New Mexico. Please make it happen. What do you think, Ben? What do you think? I think that the state will find a way to make it financially unsuccessful, and you'll see him come and go. But I'm hopeful. I think that locals, local consumers, Albuquerque consumers, will patronize it quickly and heavily. It will be very crowded and very busy, and it's going to create a visibility and attraction about it that um, will then shut it down because then I think it's going to become a target for like unnecessary attention, right? Like, I don't think it's going to create a whole lot of anything bad, but well, you know, so we had a strategy at one of the tap rooms that I opened was to kind of this sounds kind of fun, you know. Put though, but you kind of outprice that element, if you will, though, too. No, I don't even. I, I don't think it's necessarily the the folks that are going to go. I think, and I hope I'm wrong in this. But you think like, just going to be the public perception of people consuming? I think it's going to be, and they just drive away. Yes, like I think it's going to be public's perception and opinion that that's very dangerous to smoke some marijuana and then get in a car and drive away, and so then the regulatory bodies are going to be forced to respond in some form or fashion, and that might end up being, and I hope not, exactly right. That's the sound of the police. So I don't know. Like, I don't know if I would go. I I think I got to beta test it. I'm going to give it the Xbox test. I don't want to go be their first customer. I'm going to go ahead and be like, I don't know, six months in. I mean, all right, here's the thing, though. If it it is successful and they do get permitted I think if people copy that model they'll see them spring up all over the damn place because that's how Albuquerque is well yeah then you'll have you'll have yeah you'll have uh, like what will they be called they won't be called smoking lounges that's like too it's not like bougie or fancy oh, enough okay so what can we call them alright this is fun now we'll go they're gonna to be them. called cannabis cafes oh there you go or, or like, I mean, I guess you like a can a cafe or not even or no, but so like it's a dispensary, right? Or it's a brewery. So what is it? You call it canafe, like a canapé. That sounds like Santa Fe. You could get one in Santa Fe. Perhaps. Perhaps. No, I don't even know that it's going to be like a catchy, weird, like, but it's so if it's dispensaries and breweries, like what is, what is the right are they just yeah, going to be we'll, like... Is we'll it turn be... to like a grower's thing, kind of like the brewmasters. You know, you'll have like... Every place has their brewmaster. Will it turn into more of like a grower thing instead of a dispensary-based thing? Yeah. Yeah. Like you're going to have head growers, and head growers are going to become the guys, right? Like I think you're going to... Bring, it's going to um, create uh, like a, a whole... 
what do you call it? Organizational chart that the public will be able to see behind these places. So that, that will be kind of cool. Like, because it'll give you a place to engage. You're not just, it's no longer transactional, I guess is what I'm getting at. And so then you're going to be in a space. And so what do you call that space? We had the guests say it may be called the nursery. That kind of makes sense to me. The nursery, huh? Well, that's where you grow plants. Cultivate ideas. See, or she said well, the flower the, shop too. Well, the, yeah, the, the community organization part is what I like. You know, it kind of gives us all a spot to go be professionals who also smoke cannabis. Yeah, that's what I like about it, man. I think that it, it's going to, and that's what, so in this, we, we played you a story and then they talk about, um, you know, this Amsterdam style cafe. Another person that the story online talks about is Erica Roland, who's behind um, a cannabis country club that may down the road be located basically at like second and Paseo. Um, we'll just say that in that general area. And uh, she's talking about how like the work that she's done and thanks, Erica, she's been in it for a long time, man. I think the thing says like eight years, eight or nine years um, <clears throat> that it's just like work to destigmatize. So you hit it on the head. Like if you create these community spaces where you have like, I don't know, your regular old working co- blue collar folks and then like some folks that, you know, like I, it, it's like a brewery scene. You get all walks of life. Um, sort of sitting around tables and, and doing the damn thing, then I think you, you destigmatize and you humanize and create a culture about something. It really would be perfect to have a place where you could go, light up a joint, split it with someone, and then bounce and go see your concert, right? I really do. Like, at first I was like, I don't know that I do that. And, and then when we were listening to that clip and that dude was like, well, then now I just don't have to <laughs> get high at home. I'm thinking... Yeah, that'd be kind of cool, man. Like, I would be probably down to, like, go somewhere where I could get a really good cup of coffee and smoke a joint and, like, chill. I would chill. have a fireplace. I'm going to... Okay, Ben, are, let's be real. Are you going to be able to do this, though? Ben, yeah. for, are you, Ben? Yeah, yeah, because... So it's, <laughs> ben, are you, though, Ben? All right, all right. I feel, I feel <laughs> like you're looking back to the fish and chips nightmare in which <laughs> I froze. No, Ben. But that was a bunch of people who were just random and not and not as high as we were. But if we were at a cafe where that was, you know, the kind of the thing to do, that's a whole different environment though, right? Well, I don't even mean being high around the people. I mean, are you going to feel comfortable smoking to get high around the other people? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they're, they're, I mean, they're there for the same thing. Okay. So you're like, if I'm in a room of all of these people are doing this, then we're good. Right. Like, I mean, I, it'd be like weird if, say, like... Because you won't go out, like, you wouldn't go outside right now and walk down the street with a joint and smoke a joint right now. I would see, I mean, I could smoke a joint down here. I, could, I would smoke a joint in Albuquerque all day. Oh, okay. But Just not like on a vacation or something? Well, no, it's weird. Like, I guess not like on the street. Like, I don't like the concentration of people. Like... Like, even, like, in Arizona, I'll go get a joint, and then, like, we'll just walk up and down the sidewalk, right? But, and like, and where we're at in Las Vegas, is more just, like, a concentration of other people who aren't smoking with us. Did you feel disrespectful? 
it's a guilt thing. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. I get it. See, but this is this is the work that this that these people are doing. I think around this this thing, right? Like, because um, th- this thing that is in the culture that is cannabis, and so like I think when you have the lounges and you can prove that it's something you can regulate and control to a level of being beneficial to communities by way of the tax dollars, and then otherwise beneficial to them by way of the community that you create with it then you'll never get rid of it and it can only do good. Let's hope. I will say that we did manage to do an entire weekend in Vegas with very little alcohol. I think I had about four drinks in total. Yes, and I don't and drink. Was, and it was cannabis. It was cannabis the whole time. Yep. If you are if you are wondering, if you're out there and you're like... Plenty of pyrotechnics at the stadium. Bring your vape pens. You'll yeah. fit right in. They don't, they, and it wasn't like a patch you down situation kind of thing. Um and yeah, like, I, I don't know. I never felt like I shouldn't be smoking in public when we were. Uh, Vegas has amazing weed. And like, if you are either abstaining from alcohol temporarily and your friends are going to Vegas and you're like, fuck, what am I going to do? Like, just hit a dispensary. Cast joints. Yeah, it was a good time. Get a pen. It was a good time. Okay, what else? What else are we, uh, do, do we have anything else today? I mean, I think we're talking yeah, about these no. venues. No, we don't, what else is going on? So, all right. Uh... Fundamental Verities. Did I talk about that already? No, you did not. Fundamental Verities. That's where I got the chillin' that you claim looks like a crack pipe. And I'll talk about that for a second. He says these things. I don't know why he says these it's things. It's a glass chillin' that comes preloaded with like a compacted, I think it's called Jane West is who makes them. But it's a compacted, preloaded situation where it's, it's flour. It's not a concentrate. It's not electronic. You have to have a lighter. But it's ready to go. Sorry, Jane West. I did say that your setup looks very much like tools used for another form of entertainment in the drug realm. Um, I think it's a clear glass. Yeah, I think it is a clear glass. But I get the concept. It's preloaded. It's you like, cheap. Yeah, you get. I will of, say it was so it's point three five grams and it's eleven dollars. That's not bad. At Verity's, and that's kind of like a. You know I like those options because we like we talk about the surfboards or have before the by Bloom. Um, I talked earlier. I don't know if I talked about this earlier online. Yeah, oh, on on air. Is it, is it on air? Do we say on air? Can we say on air? Sure. Okay, on air. <laughs> about my snail thing, the this this battery here. Like, um, I don't know. I lost it again, Ben. That's right. Well, so I will. I'm going to talk a little bit about Verdes. Oh, yeah. So, no, so well, yeah, yeah. that's... Go when ahead. you walk in, all right, so... Verdes, the new location on the west side over at Conwood, reminded me a lot of my favorite spot in Arizona, which is... Noble. Noble Cannabis. But, but was, it's a really nice, big location. You walk in, and it has one of those displays on the left side that's like a giant bookshelf, just like, you know, I was... I always describe, right? But it had everything in a jar... Where it had a magnifying glass, you could see through it on the side, like regular, and then it had a little puffer thing where it would puff the scent and you could actually smell Dang, it. Dang, you could smell it too. Yep. And it was everything that was in stock, which is important because it bugs me when shit's not available, right? Like, so. Uh, they didn't show you buy. anything you couldn't buy. That's exactly right. And it wasn't, it wasn't like locked away. You could actually pick it up and look at it. And this was at Noble. No, no, this, this is, is at Veritas. Oh, Veritas. cool. 
Cool. So this is like that's similar experience. Yes, very exciting. And then they had all kinds of merchandise display tables. They had uh, you know everything was still under a case, but they had edibles. They had pens. They had those preloaded chillums. Pardon me. That's Mm. where I was going with that. Like the preloaded chillum is is to me the the manual smokers uh, like disposable vape thing yeah well then plus two it's, it's it was it was enough for like for me and heather to split for like you know i would say four four passes yeah that's like a, a pre-movie treat man you're well, going with some just, friends and then you throw it away yeah and then, and then you just done. toss it yeah yep. no harm no foul and it's glass so you could you recycle it maybe even probably i don't know i want to say that's it has cool. something on there about it some of that so that's that's a new product you've used. I tried to go by this place called Herb and Flower or Flower and Herb. Supposedly, it's kind of like what we just heard about, but uh, but a little bit different. I don't think you can consume on site, but it's a it's like a, a cafe that you can buy weed at. Hmm. So you can't smoke it there or anything, but you could like. It's like a dispensary that also sells drinks. Exactly. So it's like, I think that would be cool. I would hang out there. one step away. Yeah. And then like when it, yeah, that's smart. I mean, they're ahead of the curve almost. So, but I look for it up and down and where my friend said it was. And so I, I could have just been that stoned though. I will say one. So one last thing about Verity's is the way that their menu works. It wasn't Indica, Sativa or Hybrid. It was uplifting. And kind of like relaxing. So it was kind of like, you know, up kind of stuff, uplifting. Then stuff that's ready for like nap time. You know what I mean? They kind of give you like a, a, a language or a vocabulary. They put it in context for yeah, you. Yeah, and they had different tiers. So like tier one was going to be your highest. And then they had all the way down to tier three. And tier three was their lowest pricing. So it was a good system. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Like... um when you can't do the marketing that a lot of these folks can't do because of the way it's regulated, how then you have to, to carve out a niche or appeal to a customer base with how you present it is really interesting because they're all very different. Like I think the grass station is probably one of my favorites. You like urban wellness. We've gone to HDR. I'm going back to where it is. I will say I'm going back to where it is. I tried to find this urban flower. I wonder where, it, like, I, I can't think of one that I see in my normal day-to-day that I need, that I'm like, that I, I haven't stopped at, that I haven't There's named. one that is actually a block away from our location on 4 that just opened called, like... Something Farms, right? Is that the one you yeah, look at? Yeah, Something mm-hmm. Farms. <laughs> Some, <laughs> something Farms. That would be no, a great name. And they were posting prices out on their, like, sign on the road. Yeah, I saw that. So it's kind of fun. I mean, I think it's like if for somebody that particularly doesn't drink, it's fun to go to new ones. But it also I also with the money you spend and the way that the rewards work, it it is important to go to the same one, you know, like it's you you earn rewards, man. So it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out as people continue to consume, because now I feel like I should go to the grass station so I can get some free shit once in a while. You know, good rewards. Yeah. Well, I mean, anywhere that you're spending your money, you need to get rewards. I feel like tis a recession. Tis a recession. Stop smoking weed. Nah, no, just find a good reward program. (laughs) (laughs) Find a good reward program. 
Well, we were supposed to have, um, we could talk about this. Let's, let's end here like this. We were supposed to have, uh, Mateo Sigworth from lemon cannabis company. Come on. Um, and that's like, not like I'll not end by shaming him. I just want to give him a shout out. We'll have him at some point, but we really do want to talk to like these small er time, uh, sort of retail dispensary spots and ask them a few questions, right? Like, how did you get into this? What's yeah, the draw? I mean, if you, if you make edibles, if you grow, if you, you know, yeah. What is the connection? If you blow glass, you know, even, you know, what is whatever. the connection? What's the the inspiration? If they if they can share, if they want to, kind of thing. Yeah. Do you have an idea around cannabis that perhaps no one is doing yet? Yeah. So, so he'll come on eventually. Bale Cisneros of Por Vida Farms, which I think you can glean what um, Bale and those folks are up to at, in, in somewhere here in New Mexico or somewhere uh, close by for for Por Vida Farms. Uh, we'll be here at some point. Um, so we want to talk to those guys. Well, oh, and then, uh, we're still chasing and I got to reach out back out to, uh, Encore Extracts and James Montoya, man. Oh yeah. That we, was the drink, the drink additive. We are going to try the lime salt someday. Lime have, salt. We forgot about that mission. So lime salt to come. Um, I feel like we're making lots of promises. We're not fulfilling and follow through. We need some help. And you know what people would say about the potheads Ben and follow through they're right they're, I, they're starting to be right Ben procrastinate too so <laughs> we'll get to it we'll get to it it's gonna happen but we hope you uh, stay tuned we know now that we have an Amsterdam style cafe coming in the works they say right yeah in the works it's coming I don't know I don't even I, it, it probably said in the story no, it's yeah. it's a ways out. It's it's not anywhere near here, um, and they're you know the whole the whole short of it is that there is some state and city and I think probably even federal headbutting going on around putting all these things together. So to be continued. I remain hopeful. You just fucking like uh, what do you call that? Wrap it up, button to me, bro. He wrapped it up right there. This we're fucking like right guy. We're like right in 30 this minutes. dude, bro. I guess we're done. We're good. Over and out. Best of Buzz Podcast. Next time. Next time. <laughs>